Today we have a very special guest. Her name is Alia. She is a confidence and self-love coach. She lives in Dubai and she is just incredible. She helps women to step into their power so that they can feel more fulfilled and connected to who they truly are. I know that I love all things confidence and I'm sure the people listening to this will have so much to take away from this. So thank you so much for joining me, Alia. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm really, really excited to be here and doing this with you today. Um, I'm great. I'm doing really well. Um, thank you. And just, yeah, really excited to dig into this topic. My favorite topic, of course. <laughs> so before we dive in, is there anything you can tell us more about yourself? Absolutely. So what I teach is confidence and self-love and really helping women to get to know who they are more, connect with themselves more and what I want to, I guess, start off by saying is that, you know, if you're in a place now where you're wondering, well, you know, I'm not confident, I don't have confidence, I, you know, I, I, it's not me, I, I'm not a confident person, just know that confidence is a skill. So it absolutely is something that you do and you can learn to do. You know, it's not necessarily something that you have or you don't have. It's something like any other skill you can work on. It's like a muscle. So yeah, please know that it, if you're, but of course you have to be open to it. You know, if you continue to have the walls up, the barriers up that says, I can't change, nothing will change. Then of course you'll be resisting it. It needs to start with you making the decision of I want to change. I want things to change and I'm ready to start making changes in my life. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think it's really important that you said that we be more open to it because the fear and anxiety does take over. I know I've been in situations where I've let that happen and I've been very self-critical of myself, very full of self-doubt and I'm not afraid to share that. Lots of people look at um, somebody on social media and think, wow, oh my gosh, they're so confident and they know what they want in their lives. But that's not always the case. It's like you said, it takes a lot of work, um, inner work and developing yourself in different ways to get to that stage. And I guess it fluctuates. There are days where we feel really confident, whether it's in our jobs, in our families, our relationships. And there are days where we don't feel so confident and that's okay. I know that we said we're gonna talk about being confident in different stages of our lives because as women, we're always, we're always like the target, I guess, in different stages, whether it's at school and we have to get really good grades when we're about to get married especially in like the South Asian culture we're just always in different stages of our lives we're in the spotlight and we have to perform to our best standard otherwise it's like we're always just prepared for one or two things in our lives which is for marriage and to have kids and that's it and I really want people to know that that is not the case your worth is never defined by being a married woman or having a husband in your life or simply having kids yes they are amazing things who make us who we are but that's not everything yeah absolutely and i love the point that you mentioned about you know confidence fluctuating and it does you know we're human and so we can definitely work on building our confidence but then life hits us um i think the last year if anything has, has shown us that more than anything how you know there's so much that's not within our control and things happen in life and there will be times where our confidence dips for sure by learning who you are by building up your self-esteem by building up your self-worth and your confidence you have the tools to then pick yourself up 
back up again. You don't let all the externals, you know, swallow you up. You don't get consumed by it and think, right, that's it now. You know, this defines me. This is everything. So this is why it's so important to do the inner work. Because yes, when you do get knocked down, you're able to pick yourself back up. And absolutely, I mean, definitely as a woman, like as you said, you know, we, we, we do get judged more a lot for the things we do in the same way that a man could be doing the exact same thing, say the same thing, but they, there wouldn't be any judgment there. And this is why I'm so passionate about the work I do as well, is for women to really tap in and realize that it doesn't matter what other people think. Well, of course, it's easier said than done, but it's your self-worth is not based on what other people think of you you know how you feel about yourself is the most important i think it's really important what you said there about how you see yourself and how you feel about yourself why do you think women do belittle themselves or don't feel like they are good enough do you think it does stem from childhood experiences external factors around them in that current moment in time it's a number of things so yes, your childhood, your upbringing has a big, plays a big part. There are a number of factors which contribute to our confidence and our self-esteem growing up. Um, and our upbringing is one of them. So for example, if growing up you were perhaps compared to one of your siblings, for example, you know, you're often compared to your sibling who was cleverer than you or prettier than you, funnier than you, louder than you, whatever, you know, that, whatever it is, that's growing up can have a big impact on your self-confidence. And this is something I see a lot, actually. It's, you know, it might not be your sibling, it might be your cousin or another family member. You're constantly, you know, compared to someone else. And that has a huge, huge um, impact on on our, on our self-confidence. You know, constantly pressured to do well academically, for example, and how you're perceived, you know, you're, it's like, if you do well in school, you are a good child. If you don't do well, you are a bad child. Kind of this for example and this can really impact us growing up as well you know whether it's our career you know our finances our success our love we can attach our self-worth to externals how good we're doing in life so that's with the upbringing and then yes later in life other things can happen as well that can affect our self-confidence so for example you know rejection being rejected whether it's at work for example going for job interviews constantly being knocked down in, in your career or business that you're running or even you know romantically as well and you have that rejection that you experience and then over time that can have a big impact on the way you see yourself so there are a number of factors and those are few just to, to share i know with any kind of rejection it's always a redirection and i know that sounds so cliched but it's true if there were no <laughs> doors that closed yeah. you would never find the right door that opens and you're finally in the place where you're meant to be whether it's academically whether it's in a relationship and whatever it is you have to realize that these experiences are building you for something better and you're made to handle that kind of pressure even though it doesn't feel like it at that moment in time it's really important that people take care of themselves whilst they're trying to build that confidence what would you say to your younger self or somebody who is in their mid to late teens you know going into the big wide world what would you say to them Oh gosh, yeah, that's you know, it's a really difficult age. <laughs> I remember looking back, it's such a, it's a really difficult mm -hmm. time because that time is, you know, where you 
you know, what other people think of you is, is everything, you know, what your friends think of you, what people around you, you know, it just, it's, it's just everything for you at that age. And if I could go back to myself, maybe I wouldn't have listened to myself at the time and be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> but I, you know, I would say it's, it's okay. You know, it, don't be, don't be afraid to just be you. Don't be afraid to stand out. Don't be afraid to not fit in and, and do things differently. I think that's what I'd say to my, to, to myself at that age, because I think it's that time, you know, where we're just figuring ourselves out right we're in this weird transition phase we're not yet an adult we're not a child and obviously we're going through a lot of bodily changes as well we're kind of developing into women there's so much going on and it's just a really confusing time i would definitely say it's okay to, to be different that's the i think the words of advice i would say to myself what about you what would you say to your teenage self if you that's, could go back? that was so so nice i was a very rebellious teenager believe it or not i was just i just didn't know who i was i know that i was being compared the things you mentioned i just didn't really know what i wanted out of my life i felt like there were academic pressures and now I'm just sitting on the shelf. Um, like I have other achievements in my life and I can see that, I can see that now and I'm so happy with where I am and it's taken me a long time to feel like that and I have days where I don't feel good about myself and that's okay. We're human, we go through different changes and experiences and I think I tell myself that don't compare yourself to anybody. It's okay to take your time with things, yeah. have fun, enjoy yourself life is so short you know it doesn't matter what age you are whether you're 21 or 71 as long as you're young at heart and you have that inner peace that's always going to stay with you it doesn't matter what you look like what you're doing I know we all go through difficult experiences or some kind of a challenge at some point in our lives and sometimes we do hold on to it and it's important that we find ways to let go of the things that are difficult. I have younger siblings and I have an audience um, who might be leaving school or uni as well. And they love things about self-love and self-confidence. And I think being yourself, not comparing yourself to people is so important. What you see on social media is just a snippet of somebody's life. You don't see what's going on behind the scenes. And I'm speaking for myself. I have difficult days. I have dress from my studies that people don't see they think that being a student is you know you can be a perfect student you can be a perfect person on social media but it doesn't exist and I try and show more of myself without filters and just more realness and when you're making the perfect breakfast it doesn't have to be perfect you know show the mess show the craziness behind the scenes and yeah I think we should just enjoy life for what it is especially at that age you're still so young and I always used to put a time block to things oh my gosh if I don't finish uni by this yeah. age I'm gonna be a failure but here I am at the age of 27 doing a master's I'm gonna be 29 when I finish and even when it comes to marriage yeah. you know you have the pressure from families extended cousins and you're being compared you're on your own journey and it's your journey not anybody else's journey not your parents journey not your partner's journey it's your journey and it's like you said, yes, your parents do want what is best for you, of course, and you do love them and you respect them. But the way the previous generation might have done things may be different to how we're handling things in today's world. And you can respectfully and comfortably approach those conversations. Be yourself and don't love all of that. And just don't and just don't look to social media to live your life. I think social media is great for inspiration, making new connections. There are advantages to social media, but the downside is feeling like you haven't got your shit together, comparing yourself to a cousin or 
an Instagram public figure and thinking, wow, look at their life, you know, they've got it all. But you really, you really don't know um, what goes on through people's minds and what they're dealing with. So be kind to yourself, be kind to other people. And there are so many opportunities out there. Take your time. I think that's, that's my kind of summary really to that. That's so powerful. Especially what you said about timelines as well. You know, we, we do this to ourselves. We actually hurt ourselves by putting these timelines, by giving ourselves these timelines and mm. saying, I have to be here by this age. I'm so and guilty of that. Not, Even now, like I'm still behind. so guilty of that. Like, it's great that you realize that though. You know, it's great that awareness because without realizing you could just continue to be doing it. But now you have the awareness, you have the power to change it if you wish to, to say, okay, well, how is this serving me right now? By putting this timeline on me, what is this doing to me? How is this making me feel? How am I showing up day to day, living my life with these timelines that I've created for myself? By doing it, you know, I, I think it's like a hamster wheel, just on this hamster wheel, just living your life, ticking off boxes then, being like, tick, 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 okay, I've done it now, tick, tick. And if you haven't ticked off those boxes, then you feel like a failure. You feel like, I'm not enough. I, you know, this isn't enough. And you're always feeling like you're behind. But you're, you know, you're the one, not just you, but I think like anyone who's listening is you're the one who's doing that to yourself. And again, I was guilty of that myself as well. But then only when I stepped out of that, I was like, my God, this is, this is freedom right here. This is, this is so empowering. This is liberating. When you step out of that and you're like, no, this is like you said, it's my life. It's my timeline. Everything is happening for me in the time that it's meant to happen. All I need to do is show up and decide who I need to be every day, who I want to be every day. And the things in your life will align with who you are. I'm a hundred percent big believer um, in that. So you can't control the externals, but what you can do is, yeah, control how you feel, how you show up and who you, who you are every day. Yeah, definitely. I think you live with the choices you make and I remember when I first came across that saying, it, it really changed things for me. I knew that in five years time, I don't wanna look back and think I didn't make those changes or I didn't go with my gut instinct and that's really, really important. For instance, this masters, I knew that it would open some more opportunities for me. I would be doing something else that I'm really passionate about. And I thought, oh my gosh, I'm too old. I need to be getting married. I need to be having kids. What am I doing with my life? But I thought, no, I'm gonna go for it. Even if it doesn't work out, at least I can look back and say I tried. I don't wanna look back in 10 years and think I regret not going for it. I would rather do something and fail and mess it up and say I tried. And in fact, I wouldn't see it as a failure, it's just, an experience right and I still would have learned something from those experiences you you're always meeting new people you're always learning from other people and it can never go wrong that's just my perspective and I try and maintain that perspective as as best as I can and well done to you by the way for saying yes to yourself and doing you and making that decision um that's, that's great it, like you said it's asking yourself that question of will I regret and this is a question I ask myself a lot you know will I regret not doing this if I ever take the chance now this is something I want to do will I regret not even trying and that's the thing you don't have to you know you don't, it doesn't have to completely work out in the way you expect it to in your mind but at least try so a question to ask yourself will I regret not trying this if I don't take action in the future and if the answer is yes then you owe it to yourself you 100% owe it to yourself to at least try and take that first step 
How about the millennial women of today's world? What advice would you give to them? I feel like there are so many women who are first to the mid stage of their careers and they either don't wanna move forward or they're still struggling to make different decisions in their personal lives. Well, again, this is uh, an age of you know transition as well because you're yeah you're finding your feet, you're figuring out what it is that you want in life, you're figuring out what it is that you want for your career as well, whether it's a career, whether it's a business. And I think one of my biggest pieces of advice is yeah, get really clear on what you want. Get really really clear and don't be scared to dream big for yourself. Don't be scared. You know, allow your mind to open into possibilities because if you keep yourself small if you if you don't allow yourself to dream then you'll always be holding yourself back you know it's in your mind allow yourself first of all to just think big and then secondly we'll think about well who do i need to be in order to get there you know what what steps must i take and and you know you can be the most knowledgeable person you can be the most academic you can have the most skills but I'm sorry, it, it means nothing in the workplace if you don't have self-belief and self-confidence. You'll always be holding yourself back. There will, the, there will always be people getting ahead and getting further than you simply because they believe in themselves more. And those people might not be any smarter than you, by the way. They might not be any more talented, any more knowledgeable, but they just have more self-belief. They just put themselves forward a bit more, and that's what allows them to get, get ahead. So confidence is an absolutely crucial skill that you need to work on. It's not just about having enough knowledge. And I used to see this in my own workplace, by the way. I used to see people who were working extra hard, like way way harder than other people who were speaking up, putting their ideas forward. And you know, something I see a lot with my clients is that they have a lot of ideas in them. They have so much fire inside of them, but they're holding it in. They're holding it in. They don't want to have that space to speak up and what they find for example as one example happening is that other people will then take their ideas and put them forward share them as their own taking credit for them and then they just get left behind and of course that just leads to frustration you know resentment being angry with themselves like why am i doing this why am i keeping myself small why am i not speaking up so you know you absolutely owe it to yourself so you need to think well yes knowing what i want is important but who do i need to be i need to be someone who speaks up i need to be someone who expresses myself isn't scared to go for what you know i want so that's my main message you know career-wise for millennial women is and yes it's not easy it's, it's not easy it does take work but again you've got to really think about what is it that you want and how important is it for you to get there and take those steps Thank you so much for sharing that. That was all really important and really, really empowering. And how about women who are in relationships or they're looking to be in a relationship or they're looking to settle down? What advice would you give to them? Because there are, again, women who doubt themselves. Is it because I'm too fat, too skinny? You know, is it because I don't have a degree? They, again, they, they pick out their flaws instead of the best bits about themselves. I just, I hate that. I really hate that. And I really wish women would see their value and recognize that no, they have so much to offer. They shouldn't allow the men to always dominate the conversations or like we have different expectations of ourselves and of the partners we aspire to be with or even the partners we're with. If we're not 100% confident within ourselves. Is it okay to be looking for a relationship or a partner? Well, first of all, I'd say there is no such thing as 100% confidence, you know. As you said earlier, there'll be times where, yes, our confidence is, is higher and then there'll be times where our confidence dips. And we shouldn't have to put this 
you know, pressure on ourselves to be at a certain place. Like, okay, now I'm confident enough to be lovable, to be in a relationship. I'd say there are some things to think about before um, going into a relationship. One of them is actually knowing what you want as well. Uh, being really super clear on, well, what do I want from a relationship? Because if you're not super clear on what you want, then you can just end up settling. You can end up settling for something, well, because it's there or they come along or because you're like, oh, well, this, this kind of works. But it might not be something that, you know, aligns with you and that, that makes you feel good. So I'd say, first of all, getting really clear on what it is that you want. How do you want to feel in a relationship? These are all really important. There's a lot of emphasis on the tick boxes of like, mm. they need to have this kind of job and this, 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 <laughs> you know, what we're fed. But it's it's so much more than that you need to you need to you need to be clear on how you want to feel in a relationship do you want to feel safe you know i want to feel seen i want to feel heard and respected because if you're not clear on those things then you can end up finding someone who meets the tick the tick box of what you want like oh they're great on paper this is what i wanted but actually i don't feel good in this relationship yeah but that's because you didn't prioritize how you feel how you want to feel it's not important for you so that's really important, getting clear on what you want and also how you want to feel as well. And because then, then you, when you see that, you'll you'll be like, yeah, this this matches what I want. So getting really clear, and yeah, again, this is why confidence and self love is really important as well. Because if you talk to yourself in a very negative way, if you put yourself down a lot, if you you know struggle with boundaries, then these things will impact your relationship. If you're if you're comfortable with not being seen, not being heard, you put yourself down. If you have that in relationship, then we're more likely to put up with it, to tolerate it. You'll be less likely to put in your boundaries in place. So it really is important for you to yeah get to a level with yourself where you you know yourself, you know what you're comfortable with, you know what you're happy with, you know what's not okay for you as well. You know what pushes your boundaries. What are you not comfortable with? So that when you do experience that, you're able to to bring it up, to have a conversation about it. Or if you need to, then walk away from it. But again, if you're not clear, it's all just kind of blurred and you're like, yeah, I don't know what I want. I don't know how I want to feel. I don't know, you know who I am inside. Then, you know, something comes along and you'll just accept it because that's the standard that you've set for yourself. Get really, really clear on, on how, what you want and how you want to feel and, and who you are as well. You've mentioned the word boundaries. Sometimes women naturally we are guarded initially when it's the beginning of a relationship or a marriage and then after some time we we let that guard down and we don't let it back up again and i think it's so important that when you're trying to maintain that self-confidence and self-worth you don't let people step all over you and i've seen so many women do that and it breaks my heart i've seen my own friends do this and when they're not happy with something they will let it slide even though it's crushing them on the inside it could be anything it could be just habits my, my partner leaves his towel lying around or that he has lots of female friends and i wish women were more confident in how they would have these conversations with their partners so that they're not settling so that they're not constantly arguing and Setting those boundaries comes back to knowing who you are and what you will tolerate and what you won't tolerate. Yeah. I mean, no relationship is hearts and butterflies 24-7. Again, we're so misled by yeah. the movies, social media, and it's 
a partnership on both sides. It's meant to be something that requires teamwork, mutual understanding, and all these components that make any relationship or marriage really healthy. I'm not married. I can't really speak for the women who are married and who do have difficult relationships and who might be struggling. Advice that I'd probably give to myself is don't be afraid to speak up about the things that may bother you. Yeah, this and this really comes again from self-awareness and you valuing yourself as well. When you start, when you value yourself more, you know what's comfortable for you, you know what feels good, then, for example, it's things like setting boundaries. It won't be something that you have to almost like play a game with or think, oh, right, I need to set a boundary now. It's just literally you being you. It's you knowing what you feel comfortable with, what you don't feel comfortable with, and you, it's you being able to express that in you know a confident way you know when something doesn't feel good you can be like ah oh, you know this isn't working for me no i'll see you another time you know for people saying well i don't know how to put those boundaries well rather than focusing externally it's about you pouring into you and the more you value yourself the more you take care of yourself love yourself the easier it is it's just an extent like setting those boundaries is an extension of that and then with with communication it's, it's the same thing and yeah the problem with with communication and not expressing if you don't express then what happens is this builds up over time you know, you didn't mention this, okay, but then you built it up. It's building up, building up, building up inside you. And then build up that over time. And then one day you might just, you know, lash out or it comes out in a different argument. It's important for you to, to find the right partner as well. And this is why, for example, something like communication should be on the list of qualities that you're looking for in a, in a partner. Um, someone who can actually communicate well with me because you might able to communicate effectively but if that person has, isn't able to communicate with you and just shuts you down or dismisses you does is not interested then you're not going to work for the relationship so yes it's important for you but also to find that partner who meets those needs as well of yours i really loved all of those points you've made the next part is about confidence with your in-laws and how to challenge that I know that in today's world, I feel like we do have more acceptance and open-mindedness. But sadly, there are some women who do find themselves, again, being almost a target for in-laws, whether it's parent-in-laws or sister-in-laws, brother-in-laws. Um, and this is applicable to men as well. And how can women effectively challenge the, the pain that they, they encounter in those situations? Sometimes they feel like they have to put up with it. How do we create that balance? Yeah, in-laws is a, is a, very, com is a very complicated, uh, very complicated <laughs> one. Um, it's so complex. I think giving one answer, I mean, it's, it, yeah, it's a number of factors. Obviously, there's different people involved. And I think, you know, when you start a marriage, when you go into a marriage in itself, I mean, I'm not married, but of course, I know a lot of married people. I work with a lot of married women. And like anything, it's, it's a new chapter in your life. So it's, you know, there is a lot of adjusting anyway there is living with someone new um you're getting to yeah share space spend a lot more time with that person you're sort of wearing a different hat then as well and i know one of the big challenges when you're starting to be married for example and if yeah you're around in-laws a lot it's wearing the different hats of uh, you know of a wife of a daughter-in-law of you and that can be quite challenging and so really i would say it's again just having those sort of from early on I think having these kinds of conversations early on as well with your partner I think it's like you said being with someone you're a team it shouldn't just be you battling you know the whole of their family it's it's a teamwork so really it's about you early on being able to 
have those conversations, you know, with your partner and, and expressing how you feel. And obviously in a, in a way that's not accusing anyone of doing anything, but just like how you feel. And all, I think always trying to come from the space of having some kind of middle ground, because I what, what happens a lot, what holds a lot of people back from expressing themselves is being on one end of being, you know, super passive, right? I'm not going to say anything. I'm, I'm just going to keep my mouth closed. I'm going to let everyone say what they want to me. And then on the other end, and they're, they're, they're scared of speaking up to be on this other end, which is being aggressive, speaking out, seeming really rude. But the thing is, you can actually have a very nice middle ground, have a nice middle ground, which is being assertive. And I think, yes, it's challenging as well, but I think just being able to kind of try and see things from different perspectives as well, coming from a place of empathy and thinking, okay, well, why, why are they saying this, for example? What is going on in their mind? What do they see? And just initially trying to see it from the other person's point of view as well. What What is it that, that these in-laws might be thinking or might be saying that they're reacting like this? So that's the first thing. And then so not just seeing it from your point of view, but also trying to see it from the other point of view as well. And then creating a space, whether that's with them or whether it's your husband, you're trying to find a space where you can have um, a middle ground, you know, whatever that, whatever that way is for your family, you know, finding that way and finding a way where you can, you know, both see each other's viewpoints and kind of meet in the middle. That's what I would say for that. That was some really good advice there. Thank you. I know it's very complex and only the people in the situations know. I think internally, deep down, you might know how you need to go about addressing different situations. And I feel like it, again, stems from maybe childhood experiences where you might have witnessed conflict between your own parents, siblings, and especially if you're the eldest sibling, there's a lot of responsibility on your shoulders, or you might feel like there's a lot of responsibility on you because you're supposedly the role model for your other siblings and you have to kind of take care of things when your parents aren't around so you have again the different hats like you said as a daughter a mother a wife a sibling a friend you know there's so many hats that we wear as women and it's it's so hard to keep up it's yeah. it's really exhausting it's t- but everything you said there was yeah. so so valuable so amazing and I'm, i know the people listening will will be so glad that they tuned into this what other tips would you give to somebody who's trying to become more confident they're trying to get to know themselves a bit more first of all i'd say the first step is really to listen to the conversations that are going on inside of your you know inside of your mind and what what are you telling yourself on a day-to-day basis because you know there there's research showing that 80 percent of the thoughts we have are negative that's a study carried out by the human science foundation so think about it if most of the thoughts you're having are negative that's going to be having a big impact on the way you feel and the way you behave it's so important to tap into the thought so you might have this one thought in your mind that's like yes go for it you can achieve that goal you know go for it but then the other voice in your head starts to say really no you can't you're gonna mess this up you're a failure you know all that negative self-talk so start becoming aware of the, the conversation the voice the stories that you're telling yourself in your head and, and how they're making you behave and just know that you can create the stories in the same way that you're creating these negative stories that are holding you back you can create really empowering ones as well with yourself for a very long time in this world so it's important that you make the relationship you have you know a good one because other people will come and go in your life but you're going to be with you forever just make it a good one nurture the relationship you have look after yourself you know be your own cheerleader and tell yourself you can. that was so powerful especially the bit where you said you're going to be with yourself for a really long time thousand percent agree with that i think that was amazing and i like the concept of stories and it's your story 
I think it's just so important that we do believe in ourselves more and that can take time. It's important that we invest in ourselves, figure out what is it that we want to better? What do we want to change? How do we see the world? You know, why do the people around me see the world in the way that they do? And I feel like women, as women, we do make comparisons to other people naturally. And we need to stop doing that and just think about ourselves and what would make us happy. I absolutely applaud the women who are married, they do have kids and they're going back into studying or they start a business. I just think it's amazing. They're doing something they love and they've done that inner work and they've done the healing perhaps as well to be able to put themselves in a position where they feel, yeah, do you know what? I'm gonna put myself first and do what makes me happy and I'm gonna do whatever it takes. And I love that energy and energy bounces off other people and you can really and you can really see it when somebody is really struggling and they don't know what to do and they finally there's that light bulb moment and they realize that they need to find somebody who can help them somebody like yourself who is a coach or it could be going to the doctors and telling them that I'm not feeling well I'm I'm feeling down and again there's that stigma of mental health as well and that shouldn't limit your confidence either I tell myself that that is fine, that is okay, it's okay to apply the brakes. Thank you so much for everything you've said, Alia. That I have a question for you and it's, what is your favourite quote on confidence? So there's a few, I think the first one that comes to my head is, um, confidence is like a muscle. The more you use it, the stronger it will become. I just want to share that, you know, let's say you wanted to get in, in shape, you wanted to build your muscles, you wanted to do some squats. You know, you wouldn't just go and do some squats once or twice and be like, hey, you know, why haven't I seen a difference? <laughs> you know, you've got to keep working at it. You've got to maintain it as well. And it's the same with confidence, you know. You, you know, just by doing one thing, it, it's not just going to change your life. You've got to keep going at it. And it's like a rubber band. It might dip, you know, it might come back. But then you just got to keep stretching and going at it again. And, and I swear, the more you... you practice it the more confident you will become you just gotta yeah dedicate yourself um to building on it i love that so much thank you so much for your time alia where can people find you love to connect with you all um you know do follow me on instagram coach underscore alia also have a guide on my website as well aliaraja.com and it's a guide called 15 ways to make 2021 your best year yet so i've got loads of i've got literally got 15 tips confidence building tips on that guide which you can implement in your day as well to really help to build your confidence. So do, you know, come and download the guide as well. Um, and of course, you can find me on YouTube as well or Facebook. So yeah, come and connect with me and feel free to drop me ask me any questions. That's amazing. I'm definitely going to be downloading your guide. I'm just so inspired and so uplifted already by having this conversation. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for being a part of this episode and we'll connect with you soon.